Hey, I'm Ash. And I'm Ashley. And you're listening to Week of the Witch on Hex Girl Friends. Is it midnight margarita time? Oh, hell yeah. I went to uh, California this past week and fell in love. Uh, when I got off the <laughs> cruise, I was like, San Francisco, open your golden gate. You'll let nobody <laughs> wait outside your door. Mm. <laughs> love it. But anyways, on the cruise ship, they decided to have a horror trivia. I know you slayed this, right? Well, I slayed it. Yeah, I mean, I won. I was super excited that I won with extra bonus points and all that jazz. Ooh. But there was one. Okay, listen, there was one that I screamed when I found out that I got it right. <laughs> and it was Seven, the movie Seven, right? Oh. It was the sin of gluttony. Your, right. your glut is always right. My glut is, all ri- is always <laughs> right. I mean, that would be my sin. If I died, I'd be dying of gluttony. Same. Or drunkenness. <laughs> <laughs> Which can be gluttonous. Mm-hmm. One, I'm super fucking proud of you. I had no doubts that you would slay a horror trivia. Mm-hmm. So I was like, good on her. But I will tell y'all, as, as good as I was on the horror trivia, I will tell you my most embarrassing question on the movie trivia. Mm. And you want to know what it is? And I should have gotten it. What was it? Where we're going, we don't need roads. <gasps> no, you didn't. I didn't. I didn't get it. And well, here's the thing. I told my mama, I said, Back to the Future. Um, that doesn't sound right. God, it's been so long since I've seen Back to the Future. Everybody knows that line from that movie, right? Uh, okay, well, maybe that's not it. You know what my fucking ass put down? What? Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Well, to be fair, they're they don't they don't need roads either. I know, but that is such the iconic Back to the Future line, and so uh, the fact that I didn't get that, I'm like, I'm leaving. I'm jumping off this ship right now. <laughs> From now on, let's just put a rule of thumb down that anytime there's trivia, we're partners. That was my spiel on the horror <laughs> trivia. I'll have to put my picture on the Facebook page, even though I hate that picture. No, you should. You should definitely post it. I'm gonna eat another butter while you. Sounds delicious. <laughs> yeah, I bought them for myself because I was like, you know what? Fuck life. Put me away. <laughs> could use a good abduction. You need to be taken. <laughs> I could use a good abduction. <laughs> <laughs> I could use a good abduction yeah. right now. I mean, I ain't lying. <laughs> oh man, that's fucking funny. All right, so now that I'm back from Cali and Ash is back from Vegas, we're gonna mm-hmm. get this shit on the road. Okay, we've got Week of the Witch for Week of the Witch. I decided to look into and discuss a very respected and empowering. Say that word. Empowering. Why can you say it and I have a hard time saying it? What do you Empower, mean? Empowering. 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 Empowering queen of a woman. Queen of voodoo, if you will. Oh, shit. A, mm-hmm. A woman who has left her mark in New Orleans history. Not Nolens, not New Orleans. New Orleans. <laughs> Yes, that's the proper pronunciation. If you mm-hmm. say it any other way, unless you're there from there, get out. That's right. We don't know you. Um, <laughs> in New Orleans history and has people divided on their feelings, even oh. though she is so popular then and now, she's also very misunderstood. You know, some fear her and yet some love and respect her memory. Okay, today I'm talking about the wonderful healer herself, Marie Laveau. Yes, I am so excited because 
as I mentioned before, the only thing I know about Marie Laveau is what Ryan Murphy did in Coven. Oh, then I'm so excited to knock your socks off. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm not wearing socks, but go ahead. And you eating your nutter butter? Get your nutter butter out? You can knock my nutter butter off. <laughs> <laughs> sounds pornographic, but let's do right. it. <laughs> All right, not sorry. So Marie Laveau was a Louisiana Creole practitioner of voodoo, herbalist, and midwife. During this period of New Orleans, you know, there were several different groups of people. You had people of color, Native American, and also African ancestry in the 1800s. They are commonly referred to as Creole. She also reportedly had powers that healed the sick, the poor, and she also oversaw spiritual rites. What does that mean? What's spiritual rites? Part of the voodoo spirit and Catholic. She was a devout Catholic. Yes. Just as much as hoodoo that she did. Hoodoo is slang uh, Louisiana voodoo. Mm -hmm. It's more of a root work herbalist part of voodoo. Okay. And that's what she's known for. Fucking Catholic. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We're going to touch a little on her early years, but there aren't many records or concrete facts about Laveau when she was young. She was the daughter of Marguerite Darkantel, a woman of color, and Charles Laveau. So her parents had a very brief multiracial relationship. You can imagine how beautiful she was with the different you know, races. I'm sure she was extremely beautiful. Marie Laveau was the first woman in her family to be born a free woman of color. Okay. okay, so that's, she was free, free as fuck. That's awesome. Good. Like, get it, queen. Now, listen to this. Her mother, who's also a bad bitch, bought her freedom, her own freedom. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know, but during the time that Marie Laveau was born in 1801, there wasn't respect at all for women. Well, duh. Believe that. <laughs> <laughs> Is there now? I mean, let alone women that looked like her. I mean, you can only imagine. So attitudes and racism were being thrown her ways. Even though she was free, douchebags are going to douchebag. And the odds were stacked against her from day one. Yeah. But don't worry, Miss Laveau, she gets the last laugh. I'm ready. During her lifetime, there were many Marie Laveaux that lived in New Orleans. Kind of like Ashley Nicole. What the fuck? Oh, or Ashley Marie. Hello. Uh huh. Yeah, those were very popular. <laughs> I almost was an Amber. I can totally see myself as an Amber. And Mama said you were also almost a Brooke. I love the fucking name Brooke. I think Brooke is so pretty. I'm like, man, I wish I was a Brooke. <laughs> you know where we're going? We don't need roads, Mom. Can you take me back in time? <laughs> They do go to 1985. Yeah, they fucking do. Take me back to 85. Let's name me Brooke. Also, living in New Orleans at the time was her daughter, whose name was also Marie. So when looking up concrete facts about the right Marie, it can get a little tricky, especially with marriage records and birth records. There are people historians, people that are, and also people that are just really entranced by her life and what she did, they have been researching her for years. There are probably going to be things in here that might not be concrete, that might be a little bit iffy. Y'all please let me know what you think. I've just done the best I can and what I was given. There are lots of people that just spend all their time you know, researching Marie Laveau because she was so influential at that time. Well, and we've said it once, we'll say it twice. Just take us with a grain of salt because we do the best we can and we are storytelling. And we're doing absolutely the the story justice for this person. We do know that her great-grandmother, Marguerite, was sold in Senegal. Now, Senegal was West Africa, and she was a small child and ended up on a plantation in Louisiana. Now, this is where it all begins for Marie and her root-working heritage that she introduced us here in America. 
because her root working and voodoo and all of that originated in Africa and Haiti. So that's how it made its way over here. Now, she was born, like I said, in New Orleans on September 10th, 1801. Hers a Virgo queen. I was going to say. <laughs> a little Virgo. All right, mama. You know, but this is also questionable, but... There is a record of her baptism on September 16th, 1801. Catholic baptisms during this time usually occurred six days, you know, after the child's birth. So that's where they're getting that. I do believe that her actual birth certificate was found in 2001. Oh. Yeah. But we're going to go ahead and say September 10th, 1801 was when she was born. Now, since the baptismal records had been discovered, the myth that she was 100 at her death has been debunked. She was 79 when she died, which is amazing. Since still life expe- yeah, since the life expectancy in antebellum New Orleans was like less than 30. Damn. Mm-hmm. So that in itself is impressive. You know, she helped and she healed many during her life. So I suppose it's understandable that one would think she was 100 at her death after all she accomplished. Yeah. Unfortunately, not much is known about Marie Marie Laveau's childhood. We do know that on August 4th, 1819, she married a free man of color who went by the name Jacques Paris. He was a carpenter from Saint-Domingue, which is now known as present-day Haiti. Some people think, oh, well, she married a Haitian man, and that's how she got her spiritualism that way. But really, it was from her grandmother and her own family. Marie and Jacques had two daughters, Marie Angelie and Felicity Paris. Oh, lots of Creole mm-hmm. French names. <laughs> That's right. Now Love things it. start to get a little sus. But they when, always do, girl. <laughs> when Jacques, listen to this, Jacques, he up and goes out for cigarettes in 1824. And y'all know what that means. Girl, if your daddy leaves for cigarettes, he ain't coming home. <laughs> oh, no. I already knew. <laughs> the man totally disappeared. Okay, he was presumed dead, but no documentation of his death has ever been found. His mysterious disappearance led a few to believe he abandoned his wife and his two daughters. Maybe that's where the I'm going out for cigarettes and he never comes home originated from. (laughs) I mean, that doesn't sound to me like he died. That sounds to me like maybe he found his way back down to Haiti or something. Oh, oh, absolutely. Now, it never says that he went up for cigarettes. I had to add that in there because I'm like, he he gone. (laughs) So he went up for cigarettes. (laughs) You're right. They would have rolled their own cigarettes in the 1800s. God damn it. They didn't go to 7-Eleven for cigarettes. I've been drinking. I'm sorry. Marie referred to herself as the widow Paris. No one knows if she truly believed that he in fact did die or maybe her pride just wouldn't let her believe otherwise. But according to legend, after his passing, Laveau became a hairdresser. Okay, Pretty cool, no. huh? I feel like that part of Ryan Murphy's recount of that? her life okay. is correct because Angela Bassett is running the salon. Okay, okay so we got that one right. Okay. Now, this is not documented, but this was a common occupation among Creole women during the time. So it's not too bizarre to think, you know, that it could be true. A woman named Teresa Cavanaugh, who was born in 1860, claimed that Marie Laveau called herself a hairdresser to get into the good graces of, quote, unquote, fine people of the community. If that's what you had to do, that's what you had to do. Wait to hear how she networks this shit. No. So, yes. yes. And, you know, that her associating with white people made her know how to fool them. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I am not surprised, girl. Listen, you could fool me all day, every day. I am the most gullible person this side of the Mississippi. 
And I'm not ashamed to say it. (laughs) Now, their servants would also tell her all the hot gossip, which would give her an advantage when it came to helping them in the future with hoodoo and conjure work. She was getting in the good graces of their help and of them. So we've got the tea spilling all over places. And she's just, it's almost like, you know, Mean Girls, why is her hair so big? Yeah, Marie Laveau's hair is full of secrets. It's full of secrets, baby. (laughs) It's networking. And when you're a person of color in that time frame, your freedom has, like you said, has been bought. You can't fault her for doing that. It's actually very smart on her behalf. Oh, yes. She was, I mean, she was not only very beautiful, but she was very smart and strong and respected. She held those secrets close, and then eventually she knew everyone's scandalous tea, no matter their social status, no matter if they were men or women. This also made her seem more powerful to everyone because, you know, you know what's going on with who, when, what, all the time. And people trust you. They trust you with everything. So Mm -hmm. now y'all know, this woman was a badass queen if the rich white men respected her okay mm-hmm. and you know seeked her counsel that was unheard of during this time period i mean good hell it still her. is <laughs> yeah it still is but good for her way to go that's awesome oh yeah she was fucking amazing and inspiring as fuck while the influential women of the town were pouring their hearts out to her in the salon she was using this type of networking to help her voodoo business they would talk about their kids being sick or their husband struggling with ed This was another area where she was able to use her root work to cure and heal. You know, she would walk you through all the steps to solve whatever issue you were having. You know, this is how she acquired and she kept her clientele. They trusted her with their deepest secrets and they knew she could absolutely walk the walk. You know, she knew different herbs and how they could help heal things like ED in the bedroom or whatever was ailing you. She could point you in the right direction. What kind of herb was she given? ED. ED. That's what I want to (laughs) know. Here is some THC. (laughs) This will make you hard as hell. Now, good luck. Be on your way. (laughs) So so her reputation grew as such a, a loving and affectionate person. She also demanded respect, but she did it in a way that wasn't threatening. You know, people wanted to respect her and wanted to love her because she was just so full of grace. You know, some see her as cunning, you know, maybe even a con woman because of all the gossip that she did. She was a part of. But I see her as a smart and impressive businesswoman that knew how to grow her clientele, those that need her now and those that will need her in the future. That's absolutely right. You know, people are going to shit on a woman for making smart business moves, no matter what period in time you are. I mean, that shit still happens today, too. Oh, 100 percent. Now. When her mother died, she was drawn to her African spirituality, which made her fall back onto the hoodoo, the voodoo. Um, because her mom with... was from Africa, correct? Right. Well, her so her grandmother, okay, her great okay. her grandmother and her great grandmother were, and then her mother is the one that bought her own freedom. Right. So, and but then, then it's all three, through the maternal side. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yes. Okay. So many came to her under the guidance of a root worker, Dr. John Bayou. She would soon dominate the hoodoo culture and was known as a queen for several decades. Many came to her for advice on marriage, health, finances, childbearing, and all around good luck. Well, that's definitely saying something. Now, Laveau was a powerful woman among the people of New Orleans in every status. We've, you know, discussed that. From the poor to the ultra-wealthy aristocrats, you know, many would seek her counsel, looking to her for answers or healing. She would hand out her special gris bags in private and public voodoo ceremonies. 
Now, do you know what Grigri bags are? I was going to ask. <laughs> okay, so she would put these herbal bags together to make them specific to the particular client. She was a master herbalist, and her bags, her Grigri bags, became famous in the South. Grigri are bags that hold charms, talismans, herbs, amulets, and spells that offer protection and luck to oneself. You know, she knew what all the roots and herbs were used for and what they could do to help certain ailments. So maybe like little pouches filled with all the, you know, the awesome herbs and and voodoo supplements. Well, so I want, not only do I want a Marie Laveau Gris Gris bag, I also want a Marie Laveau herb bag. I mean, I'll take whatever you make make of that what you will. (laughs) Well, you know, when I was in New Orleans, they were very superstitious as far as what you can take pictures of, whether it's artwork in Jackson Square. We did go into the Marie Laveau. I believe it's like a uh, like a spell voodoo um, shop that's on bourbon there. You cannot take pictures of fucking anything or you will take the evil part of voodoo home with you. And you so and Mm -hmm. and they were they're not kidding. They're, they will fuck you up if you do that. Yeah, they take that shit seriously. I know that. So, we, you know, we talked about her being a master healer. When yellow fever ran rampant in New Orleans, everyone looked to Marie for healing. And guess what? She fucking delivered. She most definitely helped heal her community with the use of Van Van oil, which cures and heals yellow fever. Wow. I wonder... Way ahead of her time. Yeah. What What's Van Van oil? Do we know? <laughs> it, it helps cure and heals yellow fever. I mean, I'm guessing that's the organic name for it. I don't know if there's anything else added to it to make it that way, but that's a good question. I need I to study know. herbs more. Oh, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we should all study herbs more. Mm-hmm. I have a special apothecary book that's nice. all about using herbs. It's called The Rebel's Apothecary. Oh, I love that already. Mm -hmm. If anyone's interested, it talks about using everything and anything from, you know, psychedelic mushrooms to all the things that grow in the earth. Nothing is off limits. You can get it on Amazon. You know, you can also get on Amazon. What? This fucking amazing apple smoked salt that I used on the cruise ship at this steak restaurant. (laughs) Wait, well, hold on, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you telling me that you pulled a Hillary Clinton and you put hot sauce in your purse style? Oh, hell no. This They <laughs> offered this shit. It was actually okay. salt, not a sauce, but a salt that is like hickory smoked, apple wood hickory smoked salt uh, that they give you to, to dip your steak in if you want to. And it's it will turn your life around. You can get that on fucking Amazon for seven bucks, he said. Okay. <laughs> you know okay. I asked. <laughs> I, you know, originally I thought that you had packed the salt from Amazon in your purse. Oh, hell no, girl. <laughs> I don't know if I have to add anything to my steak. I fucking I want my money back. It ain't it ain't cooked right. You That's know what right. I'm saying? That's right. Yep. Well, I want some steak. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Marie Laveau had an immense compassion, especially to those that needed her the most. When she's not healing, when she wasn't healing the sick or working on her wealthy clients, you know, in the salon, she was visiting inmates in prison. How awesome is that? You that know, she'd awesome. go she'd go by there. She'd be like, what can I do to help you? Do you need clothes? Do you need food? Her love and her support, it doesn't stop there. So when she wasn't doing all that, she was holding classes for other women of different ethnicities to show them how to read, how to write. I mean, okay. she, she literally, I got chills. She literally makes me ponder, like, what the hell am I even doing with my life? Because she was all around amazing. She was out there doing the damn thing. In a much worse position than you and I could ever imagine being in. Oh, I know. 
You know I mean, what I mean? You were 100 percent true. Like the, like I said, this the cards were stacked against her from the get go. Yeah, that's amazing. Good for her. Mm-hmm. And that's you know, like I, how I was telling you, like she was, they say, you know, the queen of voodoo, but really she was into hoodoo, which is not a religion. It is practiced by those that are sometimes known as root doctors or root healers. And they also claim to have magical powers. You know, she was known to practice hoodoo in three specific places other than her private meetings, you know, with clients. Her house located on St. Anne Street. Congo Square, and the third is Lake Pontchartrain. On Sundays, those that were enslaved would come to Congo Square to see Miss Laveau. Since New Orleans was heavily Roman Catholic, no person, even those that were enslaved, had to work on the Sabbath. I don't know why it strikes me as bizarre that there was a heavy influence of Catholicism. Extreme Catholicism. Like, I just yeah. don't, I don't, and you know, like how, sense. you know, Catholics will pray to certain saints for this or that and the other. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. kind of the same way with, with voodoo and hoodoo, um, especially voodoo praying to certain spirits and, and conjuring as far as conjuring was pretty much just talking to the spirits of your ancestors. One podcast that I listened to today that was very interesting, they were saying, you know, conjuring usually has a negative sound to it, but really, and or sometimes they'd be like, you know, you can't sit with us, you can't fucking conjure. And the reason for that is, because we're conjuring our ancestors and there's nobody for you on the other side that you can conjure. You can't just borrow my fucking ancestor. Right. <laughs> you know, so that's pretty much what they were doing. All spiritual uh, protection, healing, and on the good side of voodoo and hoodoo. If I conjure my ancestors, I may get Bathsheba and not the good one. I'll get Uncle Ronnie looking at the <laughs> section house window. <laughs> You know what? Let's conjure up Uncle Ronnie. <laughs> Uncle Ronnie! Where you at, homie? We got Just questions. Just like Ronnie saying. Who the fuck is Ronnie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he would love it right now if he could hear this. I swear. I swear he would. I hope so. <laughs> Cheers, Ronnie. You know, I was telling you that no person had to work on the Sabbath. They would all congregate in Conga Square just to watch Laveau dance with her massive python on her shoulders. His name was the Grand Zombie. He would wrap around her shoulders, her arms, her waist. Girl, he sounded hungry. You know, but that's just my fight or flight peeking through. I'd be like, this snake wants to eat me. He's wrapping around me. I'm about to be, you know, Owen Wilson and Anaconda right now. (laughs) She got, listen, she had a lot of trust. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) What was his name? Grand Grand Zombie. Excuse me. By the the way, hold on. By the way, is anyone going to mention how Hollywood has made a shit ton of money making movies and shows that demonize these groups of people other than American Horror Story? Mm-hmm. Um, Angela Bassett, she portrays Marie Laveau, which is inaccurate. I mean, she didn't even know La because she was a um, free woman and she was all positive pretty much. Ash, what other movie comes to mind, you know, when you think or fear voodoo? Yeah, the only thing, and I bet this is what you're going to say. The only thing I can think of is True Blood. Oh, shit, I forgot about True Blood. I didn't think about True Blood. Yeah, because I, you know what? And I could be incorrect. I'm not sure if this is the type of magic that this woman was quote unquote performing, but the the lady with the shaved head that takes him to the school mm-hmm. bus and does yes. the whole ritual thing yes. and it turns out to be like fake. Yes. Yeah. Well, she was a con woman. I think people she thought was. Marie was like that. Yes. Um, <laughs> because she was. <laughs> I could see that. To a possum. Yeah. Now, I can Let me see tell being you. confused oh, yeah. by that. Yeah. In that fucking shady ass school bus. Listen, if you're doing voodoo in a school bus, I don't trust you. Marie was <laughs> doing not doing it in a school bus, by the way. 
Okay, so you want to hear mine? Yeah, What's what do you think of? I think of the fucking skeleton key. <gasps> yeah. You got me fucked up. Okay, Mama Cecile and Papa Justify scared the shit out of me. Yes, that was <laughs> scary. I mean, how? Okay, so however, you know, the whole basis of Skeleton Key and she gets, she takes over Kate Hudson. She takes over Kate Hudson's body. Mm-hmm. So listen to this. There are some interesting accounts that stated Marie could change her age whenever she wanted. Some would see her as an elderly woman and then come back the same day to find a beautiful young Marie Laveau. But, and that's a big but, she had beautiful daughters. One named Marie that definitely favored her that also used voodoo for a darker purpose. So any negative press is probably attributed to her daughter and not the OG Marie Laveau. So maybe Angela Bassett's character was more like Marie Laveau the second. Yeah, maybe he maybe when Ryan Murphy was doing the series, he kind of like combined them. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, and there were things like a certain number of children born that could have been her sister, who was also uh, or maybe sister-in-law that was another or another Marie Laveau. You know, people kept getting accounts mixed up because there were so many. Right. Mm-hmm. OK, so circling back to romance. Okay, Romance. Okay. Romance girl. Marie engaged in a relationship with a wealthy man named I am not even going to try this. Okay, I'm going to try it. Louis-Christophe Dominique de Glapion. Sounds fine to me. Marie and Christophe had seven children from 1827 to 1838. Guess what? That's a gaggle. That is what we like to call on this podcast a gaggle of children. A gaggle of children. That's a mm, shit ton of kids. That's so too many. Only, but you know what's sad? <laughs> what? Only two of those children would survive into adulthood. Because remember oh. what I'm saying? Antebellum, New Orleans, good luck. This yellow uh, fever. Uh, yeah, yellow fever, common cold, whatever, you mm-hmm. know. And you would think maybe she could, maybe she tried healing these babies, but it was oh, just. I bet. Marie Laveau lived at 179 St. Anne Street. Okay, so there's a fun little legend on how she acquired this home. You ready? Mm-hmm. Now, the magical and mystical version is that she was able to quit an affluent man's son from murder charges. Now, lawyers at the time, so this was damn near impossible. Like, this guy is guilty. He's not fucking walking free. You know, but in preparation, she would pray to voodoo spirits and Catholic saints. And while in prayer, Laveau would hold guinea peppers. I'm guessing maybe that's something like ghost peppers. But either way, they're fucking hot as hell. Ooh. So she would hold guinea peppers in her mouth. <sighs> This caught the spirit's attention, and on the day of the trial, Marie put those same peppers under the judge's seat. The rest, is his- the rest is history. Well, the rest is myth. Oh, that's the spicy girl. The man ended up walking free, and she was gifted her house on St. Anne Street. That is the myth. So what really happened was the property was built for her grandmother, Catherine. And when Catherine passed away, Laveau was an heir, along with her cousins, to this house. But she was forced to sell it, you know, to pay off her grandma's expenses. So, you know, but her common-law husband, Glapion, who's wealthy as hell, he wouldn't stand for it, and he bought the property. How nice was that? That was very nice. Now, when Christophe died in 1855, Marie really leaned into her Catholic religion and turned to the church more than ever before to seek comfort and consolation. She became a very devout member of the Catholic Church. She would end up being so respected by the church and her healing powers, that she could even perform them in the church. I'm very surprised that Catholics allowed that. Yeah. Given the history. 
This woman was fucking outstanding, respected. I mean, everybody knew who she was. If you were anybody, you knew who Marie Laveau was. Yeah, now, that's, that's really saying something because mm-hmm. of, I mean, the witch hunts that <laughs> that happened were were because of because of Christians and Catholics and um, right. That's insane. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Um, and she yeah. healed so many. Like she was even referred to as a nurse. So, That's the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's out there doing good. She's not out Which, there doing The other bad. witches that were burned or stoned could have been the same as oh, far as helping sure. people. Some bullshit, bullshit. That's now, right. after her death in 1881, Marie was buried in a mausoleum in the St. Louis. It could be St. Louis or St. Louis um, Cemetery Number 1 in New Orleans. This is the oldest cemetery in new orleans you know the sad part is that over the years her tomb has been vandalized even by those who love her what Mm -hmm. well here's the thing there are quite a few red axes on her tomb which represents voodoo wishes so people that respected her they would make even if they just crumbled up some brick they would make axes make a wish and you know talk to her out of respect but still they were like hurting the tomb mm-hmm. you know of course people would leave flowers coins candles and some would even leave hair ties and bobby pins because she was a hairdresser <laughs> okay interesting <laughs> maybe some scrunchies were on there <laughs> you know people throw titty beads in the witch's tree so <laughs> oh, i found out that it's illegal to throw titty beads from the third floor in new orleans <laughs> why you might take somebody's eye out you might take somebody out <laughs> i think sense. i might have been on the third floor when i tossed my beads out well you know what the past is the past the past is the past and i ain't gonna the future's gonna repeat itself because i'm gonna fucking throw them again if i have to if i have to to. (laughs) (laughs) one account even mentioned a decapitated chicken was left there like, oh no! Oh, you shouldn't have. <laughs> you really shouldn't have, honestly. You shouldn't have done that. So, <laughs> as of recently, the cemetery is closed to visitors because, with vandalism being the main motive behind this decision, unless you have an official escort or direct family ties to the deceased, you aren't allowed to pass through. Yeah, I was gonna say, what's the fine on that? I don't know about a fine if you get caught, but I do know I think you have to pay a little something, something if you want to be escorted. Okay. Um, because it's such a popular place to go to visit. Laveau even had an obituary in the fucking New York Times. Hey, girl. I mean, everybody knew who she was. If that doesn't tell you how important she was, I don't know what will. Seriously. Her obituary describes her as being not only beautiful, but also very wise. It describes her being a healer, and it even called her a nurse. I quote from the obituary. Her skill and knowledge earned her the friendship of those sufficiently cultivated, but the ignorant attributed her success to unnatural means and held her in constant dread, unquote. (laughs) So don't fear her. Those people can just fuck right off, but okay. (laughs) So don't fear her or voodoo or hoodoo or you'll be ignorant too. (laughs) Oh no. No, I wish I could have met her. I bet she was something else. I bet she was... Just a a lovely soul. Yeah. And like I said, she was a helper and a healer and just all things wonderful. And I would love to see her dance with that fucking snake around her neck. Far away, of course. I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be close. That was what I found on Marie Laveau. And I hope I did her story and her legacy justice. Yeah, I think I think you did. And And I think podcasts are doing a better job now of this. But you don't hear as many stories about people that come from the same kind of background. 
that Marie Laveau came from. And it's, right. impor- it's important to tell their stories because, yeah, there's tons of white people out there that have helped and cured and done this and that. But like to hear stories about those people and how well respected someone like Marie Laveau was in her community, you know, the good that she did and is super important to tell that story. Oh, absolutely. I think when she went and healed so many, uh, you know, with the yellow fever, that really put her on the map. And made her super legit among people of all classes, all colors. She was respected by so many. I think we should go to New Orleans and pay what we got to pay to see her tomb. We should. We should definitely do that. Not touch it. Not not draw on it. Not leave anything. Just look at it. (laughs) No pictures. No touchy touchy. None of that. Oh, and some people even like took soil around the tomb. No, (laughs) ma'am. Do not do that. I know. Stop it. Yeah, stop it. And I don't think it's good karma to take things from haunted places or and you know what or from I the dead look up, you know what i would like to look up maybe we could even do a like a continuation onto this episode some ghost sightings of miss laveau because you know she's walking around new orleans you know she's talking to people how y'all doing yeah that would be super interesting <laughs> i hope y'all enjoyed listening about marie laveau our first week of the witch episode and i look forward to talking to y'all later that's right we got some we got some good shit coming yep Oh, you know what? Y'all stay tuned for our next episode because we're going to watch Hocus Pocus. (sighs) Yes. And uh, something exciting. We're going to make it family friendly episode. So you can listen to it in the car with your little ones, your kiddos. And we're going to see how that does. Yeah. So family friendly. That's going to be hard for me. I promise, though, guys, I'm not going to say fuck. I'm going to (laughs) behave. Get it all out right now. That's right. That's right. Get out of my system because I can't say it to the babies. <laughs> Funny story, oh. though, real quick. My friend said that um, her son got in the car and they're, you know, it's not once that I've said it. It's definitely multiple times, but I'll be like, that's fucking weird as shit. And she said her baby child got in the car and he's like, what's weird as shit, mom? <laughs> so i promise i will not do that for the hocus we pocus. will not be talking about weird as <laughs> shit things and hocus pocus no that's right we'll keep it clean we'll keep it fun um everybody loves that movie if you don't love that movie get the fuck out get the fuck out but before you do please follow us on spotify yes follow us on uh all the streaming platforms apple amazon also don't forget to write us your stories we're still waiting i'm still yes. waiting I'm never yes. going to stop asking. We're going we're gonna to keep asking. Um, we want your spooky paranormal stories. You know, email those stories at hicksgirlfriendspodcast at gmail.com. We don't even have to include your name if you don't want us to. You, we can make you whatever name you'd like, whether it's Gertrude or uh, Betty Boop. <laughs> or just anonymous. Whatever. <laughs> or, Matt, or Matt Damon. <laughs> or Matt Damon. Yeah. Whoever you want to be, you can be. Just write us. Tell us. We want to hear your stories. Bizarre, strange, unusual, haunted, etc. The list goes on and the limit does not exist. But also, in addition to that, please go out and follow us on Instagram. We also have a Facebook page, which is actually like growing. It at sure a pretty, is. Pretty good pace. Um, Hex Girlfriends podcast for both of those. We'll see you again soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.